One good example of using an electronic mall effectively is something called Amazon.com. This virtual shop claims to be the world's largest bookstore. Like any other bookshop, this store has shelves, but they are not for browsing. It has a cash register of sorts, but no one is waiting in line to pay. That's because Amazon.com does all of its business over the Internet. Amazon.com is never going to have any of that tactical, tactile stuff. We're never going to have any, uh, you know, cafes or lattes or anything like that. This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're here. We're doing it again. Uh, every time. Every time. Uh, yeah, maybe it's getting a little tired. <laughs> Should we start with something different? What's, what, I, what's a way that we could roll this out quicker, better, faster? I, I do think that maybe we should. Should we just start every episode by saying, hello, folks, here's what we're here to talk about. No. <laughs> That's, it cuts out all the good small talk. I think people <laughs> only tune in for the small talk. <laughs> okay. Do you think people see the topic and they're just like, oh, I got to hear more about that from these two bozos? Yes. Otherwise, we are working too much on the topics. Probably. We should just be just doing an hour of just freeform <laughs> relationship talking. <laughs> so anyway, tell me more about how you fall asleep four hours apart and still function as a couple. <laughs> Great question. I don't know. So somehow um, it works. <laughs> one third of the day, one of us is asleep while That's the other true. is awake. Oh, I mean, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think definitely. our our waking up time only lines up to about an hour <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. where we're not working or asleep. So yeah. 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 Great times. Great stuff. Uh, so uh, it happened one year. I mean, should we just start the show like that? Like instead of like a, hey, everybody, we're just kind of like, it happened one year. Because <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> like the music is still playing and you're just here. 1994. I mean, if you want people to be terrified by the podcast, that's exactly what we should do. <laughs> Terrified by how much they love it. <laughs> no, I don't think that's the case. No, that's not it. Fair no. enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm terrified by how much I love it. Do you? Yes. Are you? Yes. Should be. Should be. That's yes. fair. So weirdly, what we've come up with here is kind of a mixed bag. I feel like every episode we start by saying this is a different episode, and some of them are, but most of them aren't. They're just well, it still... is. I mean, it's it's different from the last episode because we're talking about a different topic. That's true. Still, nineteen ninety four. We don't um... conveniently just do speed every week. Oh, that that only... would be hard. Yeah. I do have more to say. I've listened to the speed episode you know, uh, once or twice since it came out. And uh, I have more to say about there's there's stuff we didn't cover. But well, I think the next time you win the dealer's choice, I think it would be an amazing pivot and unexpected if you just went yeah. right back to speed. Yeah, just it's again. speed, speed part two, but we're not talking about speed two. We're just talking about speed again. Right. The, it's it's essentially speed one and a half, like yes. that weird Lion King sequel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what Speedier, we're here. I would say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Joe and I disagree on how to frame today's episode, tonight's episode, this episode. And it's sort I of think a sequel. Like it's, it's a sort sequel. of a follow-up. Yeah. It's a sequel to episode 24, which was the unsung greats episode where we talked about all the things from 1994 that are totally underrated. If you may recall, Reese's Puffs, totally underrated, the Dodge Neon, totally right. underrated. I mean, really I think great. a lot of a lot of the things in that episode were underrated, but also there was a forgotten aspect to some of them. Like, I think that the Saved by the Bell college years probably aren't don't have a great, you know, lingering in the memory. The yep. the weird Fantastic Four movie, 
Herman's yeah. head, you know. And so this sort of is an opposite part of that, but not in the same way, really. So that's why I was a little confused how we should frame this episode. Yeah. So we called the last one unsung greats. And I assume I'm making some assumptions here that when something is unsung, it means it is not celebrated, right? Because you, when something comes and you're really excited about it, you, you sing, sing it into a celebration, you sing it. And so what we're covering today is the opposite of that. Uh, sung greats, uh, greats that were things that came out in 1994 and were really successful. So they were sung. My problem is if you just write down some greats, no one's going to get what that is. Great. Like this episode cannot possibly just be called the sung greats of 1994. No one's going to understand that. Uh, Listeners, (laughs) let us know (laughs) what you think about sung greats as a title, because Joe does all of the work to support this podcast. He will call it whatever he wants, but I think it should be called sung greats. Listeners, you'll notice if you're hearing this, that the title is not Sung Greats. Damn it. There's no way that's what you clicked on and this is what you're <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but it's not going to be that. Son of a bee. Oh, Sorry. that sucks. Sorry. Anyway, well, but whatever. I, philosophically, I do think that that is basically what we're going to do. We're going to talk about, there's a, another random smattering of things. And they are things that are really successful, super successful. Yeah. And most of them, I believe, still exist to this day. Otherwise, I don't know how successful they would be. We got plenty of things that came out in 94 that aren't still with us and weren't successful. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about sung greats then. And one of the things that was pretty prominent in our research around this was websites. Like There are a lot of websites that are uh, that came out in 1994 and are still in some form successful. I'm going to call this one particularly well-sung, yes. sex.com. Oh my god. I did not want to include sex.com because okay, we can't find out any sort of tra- if you try to google like what are like the most traffic porn websites. I mean, it's a horrifying. It's really hard to figure out because I don't know that anybody's compiling those sort of statistics. Yeah. But it's also just will destroy your search history like being in a death pool. It's just yeah. a horrifying thing. Yeah. Terrible. So sex.com came out in 1994 was one of the early porn sites but apparently it's difficult to validate because it basically as soon as the internet existed, people were putting porn on it. So it's hard to say, but certainly one of the early porn websites came out in 1994. If you go to it, there's still porn on it. Just FYI, I discovered that tonight the hard way. Um, but <laughs> That's but what <yeah>. she said. <laughs> Very good. But I, I, and certainly wasn't the website we were going to lead, lead with until the uh, well-sung uh, joke came to me, which I feel Very. like we just blasted right through and did not appreciate fully. It was fine. <laughs> No, it's great. Get it? It's well sung. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, in looking, we I tried to find like a real list that was yeah. like, what are the most popular web porn websites right now? Or even in recent years. And like, it's stuff you would expect, like Pornhub, now OnlyFans, something called Spank Bang. <laughs> Should we be giving Spank Bang, uh, you know, marketing here on the pro? I don't think <laughs> Give so. Give it a mere time. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Probably but. not. But no, I couldn't find what how popular sex.com yeah. is. But honestly, like, isn't it if you took all porn websites and regular websites and put them all on the same list, that porn would be crushing everything anyway? So I don't know if anybody <laughs> could relate to that sort of like, well, you know, what's really popular is going to Google. But you know what else is really popular? Pornhub. Way to go, Canada. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know I how, just, how different it would be. I, I like to think about how sex.com came about because there like there must have been got people guys probably but people who just like got on the internet for the first time and were like interested in sex where should i go oh i don't know sex.com question sex.com yeah and it worked 
we should have tried this out a little bit. We should have run a regression test on the internet to see like, is boobs.com a thing? Can you just go there? That's gotta be a thing that exists, right? Like, I don't know, sweatydudes.com. That should exist. I don't know. Like, oh my God, what happened in the early days of the internet? If you went to AOL keyword sex, I mean, I would assume you ended up at like a Dr. Ruth, you know, type (laughs) site where they're trying to give you advice about your your flaccid dong i don't know like <laughs> but did they probably, they, i don't think they had porn keywords right aol didn't go that way did it i didn't have aol i never had oh. it when, when it had the keywords aol was really locked down i don't think they're i don't think anybody could make up a keyword like you could just make up a website so i'm not really sure about that but but no i still wonder like everything porn related must have had a website at some point like, as far as a title is concerned so like yeah. you know if sex.com exists Anything sort of similar should, you know, donkeypunch.com. That has to be a thing, right? <laughs> but I can't believe they'd still be there. Like, I can't believe sex.com honestly still exists. That, yeah. seems, that seems crazy. Remember when whitehouse.com was a porn site? Do you remember that? No. Yeah, that was, that's why it's, I mean, that's not why exactly, but um, that was the thing is as an early site, like that was just, they didn't have the, they hadn't changed the domains <laughs> at the end yet. So whitehouse.com forever was a porn site. I don't actually know if whitehouse.com still exists. I assume the government has finally taken it over, right? That is amazing. I did not know that. I also do like if you do listeners, we did this for you. I I did this for you on my personal phone, thankfully, not my work phone in my hand when I did this. But if you go to sex.com, you get one website that seems like a I didn't do a lot of scrolling. It seems like a porn website, right? There's a lot of stuff on it. Sure. But uh, at the top, there's a banner that says, are you looking for the old sex.com? And you can <laughs> click on that. And it's just a different porn site, which with the same basic things. It's the and Silver it's also, Age porn site. Yeah. It yeah. also has the banner at the top that says, are you interested in a new sex? So you can go back and forth between the two. I don't know the difference, but yeah. you can go to the old and the new sex.com. I don't know yeah. what the pivot point was, but I didn't see this. I didn't look at it. So I don't actually know what this looks like exactly, but I, I imagine it as though you click on the old site and either it's all, it's all grandparents <laughs> or it's like an old, like Atari. <laughs> so like, it's not even <laughs> real, like real footage. It's just like little eight bit characters who are just like, <laughs> like smashing into each other. And this is supposed to be hot. <laughs> You know, like that's how I imagine old sex.com. So, no, I will say based on my observations, new sex.com, like when you first signed on had less explicit videos on the, like at the top of the first site, but like you go to old sex.com and I was like, oh my God, I should not be here. (laughs) Wildly hardcore. It was, yeah, it was aggressive. Interesting. Uh, Well, so I guess if that's your thing, I guess go check out sex.com. See if it's still, if it's still, you know, does it for you. Yeah. And, you know, get off of Pornhub or Xtube or whatever. What was what we found a list of other sites, but Spank Bang is the only one that's immediately coming to me, which I thought was just hilarious. Now, all I can think about is (laughs) donkeypudge.com. That's got to exist, right? Uh, Uh, All right. Well, you know what? We're going to get your work phone. We're going to look up (laughs) donkeypudge.com and see what comes up. (laughs) But in addition to sex.com, there were other websites that were also successful that came out in 1994. Oh, thank God Uh, we're moving on. Like, (laughs) So I think this is an interesting pivot. Like here's sex.com is very popular as was a site you may have heard of called Amazon. Mm. Do we even know what Amazon was when it started? Because was it just a bookstore? Like I thought it was books. Yeah. Like I don't remember the first time I bought something on Amazon, but like I remember going back a couple years ago, you could go back just through your like order history and I would buy something from there. Like it was like once every couple months, it wasn't all the time like it is now. Yeah. But I also don't remember when it was like first out I and mean, when you first hear about it and what they had. I think it was just books, right? 
so this is very particular to my experience at the time, but I thought Amazon was what half.com became and half.com was where I used to go to buy textbooks to, they were cheaper than buying them at the store. So half.com, if I remember correctly, got bought by eBay Oh, and eBay dismantled half.com. I oh, believe really? that's the way it worked. Yeah. Cause it's almost the same business model, but you might, but on the other, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting this backwards because then Amazon did put in that marketplace, which is essentially eBay kind yeah. of right. Like the eBay buy it now type feature. Yeah. But, oh, I loved half.com was the best. Oh, the, loved half.com. The yeah. greatest. Yeah. Um, I, so I don't know, like, I don't really know where Amazon came from or when I first discovered no. it, but it started, oh. I mean, I can't believe it started in 1994, like right. it's been around for so long. And we weren't like all using Amazon until I feel like well into the 21st century. Oh like, yeah. I feel like I wasn't buying a lot of stuff on there until the later part of that first decade. Like yeah. I knew it existed and I'm sure I bought some stuff there, but yeah. I feel like it was for the most part, just new books for the longest time until they put out the reader and everything went in that direction. But yeah, but yeah, what Amazon was in the mid nineties, I don't even know. But it, it did start in 1994 and you know, uh, they've, done, they've well. done they've done pretty well. Yeah. They've got they a were, good, uh, they've got a good profit margin. Things are going well. I would say well sung as well. Ugh. Uh, joke doesn't really work with Amazon. No, I don't know how well it worked with the porn. Uh, very. It was fun. Well, I mean, another popular website, which I guess is, you know, it's I think it's a forgotten website in some ways, even though I, I think it's one of the, the top eight most trafficked websites in the world to this day, uh, but was much bigger. I feel like in the nineties was Yahoo. Yahoo. Yahoo came out in 1994 and. I feel like that might have been the first website I ever went to in yeah. the internet cafe at Proof Rocks in Scranton. <laughs> like, because I feel like I didn't know anything else. Like, I didn't know what else there was. There was no Google back then. No. So Yahoo no. was it. And Yahoo had chat rooms and it had yeah. the search engine. And I think it had news like it does now on the on the first page, but maybe not. Like it might have just been the search engine. Um, I think you use Yahoo later and more than anyone I know. Oh, I, I still go to Yahoo a lot to this day. I don't use it. I never... I never used it as my main email account. I think I do have an email account there because I used to do like fantasy sports on Yahoo. Yeah. And so it was just easier that way. But I still go to Yahoo a lot just for, and, and Yahoo's terrible. Like the news is all curated in some awful way based on like other stuff you do on the internet. So like, yeah, you don't get a good look at things, but I still go to sp Yahoo sports for sports for all the time. So yeah, where I think most people have abandoned Yahoo because it's a complete joke. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I was using Yahoo in like 96, 97. I had some like, like a rando email account there when we all had like four email addresses and, yeah. and all that back in the day. But other than that, the only thing I really use Yahoo for is we used to play when, when Joe and I lived in separate cities, we would get online on Yahoo and play games, yeah. We'd play like pool and stuff and cards and things on, yeah. on Yahoo's site. And that was we, fun. That was a lot we fun. looked this up recently is that Yahoo, that, that online game system is gone. They don't, that doesn't oh, exist anymore. Yeah. You used to have, Yahoo games was fun. It was just like a bunch of kind of oh, cheap so card games and various, yeah. but like we used to play pool and like some little interactive type games and yeah, it shut down a couple of years ago. Oh, that's sad. It was but so yeah, much 2000, fun. 2006, 2007, we played that a lot. Yeah. No, I really, you know, I, I'm just now it's out of habit. I still use Yahoo, but I do have an email in there that I never look at. So if I like donate money to say the Democratic National Committee, that's getting done through my Yahoo email account. So I don't get <laughs> buried in emails. If I go in there, you can just see years and years of emails from Obama and David Plouffe and just like <laughs> cons every three yeah. a day for 
eight years, like, you know, so that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I, thousands and thousands of just emails. in my regular account. No, no. Yeah. Well, the other, I mean, the other main website we talked about that I would say has not really sustained, but it has had admirable success to this day is Webcrawler. came out in 1994, the first real search engine and the first like meta search engine. So it was like this, like Google, it wasn't the AOL keyword. It was like bringing the metadata and, and really crawling the web as you will still mm. exists to this day. You can still use Webcrawler if you want to. Cannot believe it. We had to look that up as we were going through this list. Like, is Webcrawler still a thing? And yeah. we found one list that claims it's still the 10th most popular search engine, which I simply don't believe. <laughs> like, that cannot be true. If you're scared of Google having all your information, whose like, next thought goes to Webcrawler? Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't know what that would be. Like, that's yeah. wild to me. No. Bing, I think, is second. Oh, and Bing. that seems yeah. to be, but Bing, and then even like, what was it? Dogpile still exists. That's like, that's <laughs> up there. What's that one? Duck, duck, go or something. That's yeah, a thing. Yeah. I mean, there are a bunch of things I never heard of. Cause I don't, you know, I just use, I just use uh, Google, but yeah, it's a weird group of things, but yeah, somehow web crawler still exists and they claim they have like 25 or 30 million unique users every month. I was like, no, there's no chance. Who's <laughs> using that? Like, yeah. So unless there's like a, some sort of like bogus thing out there somewhere where if you like try to search for something, it'll just automatically take you there. Like, Remember, I forget there was something that would do that where like if you tried to search, it kept taking you to Bing. Like that was it was MSN maybe <laughs> just automatically takes you to Bing. I don't know. What yeah, that yeah. Is, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you think web crawler is just the new let me Google that for you? Like right. Yeah. Just insults you and then Googles. Or yeah. then I think searches? that's probably it. Like I can't yeah. believe that it really functions as a search engine in any feasible way anymore. But I would, you know, the fact that it's even still around, it's been a long time. Good for them. Listen. Like they should yeah. put a social media site. They should do the whole thing. Web crawler should jump it up. You know, start selling product, go for it. You know, Webcrawler Plus. <laughs> if you if you search on Webcrawler, it looks very much like low grade Google, like what yeah. Google used to look like. Their results used to look like, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't be throwing a lot of money into that. But, you know, no. there's not a lot of infrastructure over at Webcrawler. Where is Webcrawler's headquarters? Come on. It's in Baton Rouge. It's some, you know, it's in Des Moines. Like they don't care. You know, it's one guy with a server in his living room. <laughs> Brian a, was was webcrawler Brian Pink. No, who what did Brian Pinkerton create? Did he create sex.com? No, it was some search engine. I think it was webcrawler. Was it webcrawler? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew it was a search engine because I thought like his name's Pinkerton and that was the old detective agency. So I was like, oh well, he clearly That's clever. This Very was his clever. plan, right? So yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll write in. Maybe if he hears yeah. this, Brian Pinkerton, reach yes. out. Yeah. I'm sorry. My first instinct was that you created sex.com. <laughs> I bet he wishes he did. There's a lot I of money in sex.com. I bet that's made more money than web crawler. He's sitting there somewhere. Damn it. I could have had sex.com. <laughs> Instead, I created the 10th most popular search engine for 30 years from now. Ah. Uh, nice, like try. New, nice try. It's like the new version of I could have had a V8. Exactly. I could have had sex.com. That's on a t-shirt somewhere. They sell it on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we did bring up whitehouse.com to swerve back into porn, yes. but whitehouse.gov did actually come out in 1994 as well. So I'm not exactly sure if what I said earlier even makes a lot of sense with that. Because again, I don't remember when the, the, the end domains came out, when they started changing all of those, but I'm guessing yeah. edu and gov.com and .net probably all existed, right? Probably. Probably yeah. more or less from the beginning. Like So I, think. I think it was just the idea that if you immediately think to go to a White House website, you probably go to whitehouse.com just naturally because everything was still .com then. Yep. And you were wrong. <laughs> but whitehouse.gov did come out that year. So yeah. way to go, Clinton White House. Good job. <laughs> well done. Bring I do, and I do like, like 
that tra- that tradition is sort of transferred over to like Twitter and all the things where like the official handles like pivot every time, but it's the same office. So you can the POTUS Twitter handle like transfers yeah. now versus it being like the person's name, which I think yeah, is yeah. smart. I'm sure there are also legal and security reasons for that, but sure. Do you think when they switched the POTUS handle to Biden, they had to like go in and like debug the whole thing because it was just getting like <laughs> pop ups and it was just gross. There's <laughs> a bunch of terrible stuff like goldentoilets.com like, and just like awful Trump things. had followed all these accounts that he shouldn't have followed. Yeah, yeah. So that Biden's in there unfollowing a bunch of people, blocking people, <laughs> info wars, and you know, he's just, you know, <laughs> the My Pillow website, he's blocking that. Yeah. So. Oh, follows Ray Bans. You know what Biden does. So, you know, Ben and Jerry's. Follows Ray Bans ice cream. <laughs> That's it. That's what the man's about. So, uh, the the Scranton Rail Riders, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they've got. Whoever's got a good Twitter account. So there's no way Biden is a Scranton Rail, Rail Riders fan. Probably not. Probably. I don't know. Delaware probably has a minor league baseball team, but I don't know what. Tech uh, corner. You know, I realize we haven't talked about a lot of tech related stuff, even though 94 was a big tech year. But no. I, tech, much like music, kind of hard to talk about. Yeah. Like, yeah. We don't have any ins and out knowledge of any yeah. of this. For example, the last thing really on our list of Tech Corner is that the QR code also came out in 1994. Yep. Yep. But doesn't it seem like there was a big <laughs> like time for the QR code and it yeah. was way later? Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem like 1994. And then, it, and then it went away and now it's back. Like with the pandemic, it seems like it's back. Yeah. Weirdly. Because like, you use QR codes at restaurants and things now. Right. But like until you had a camera on your phone. Yeah. What were you even doing? Why were QR codes out in night? What did you do with that in 1994? Like, I mean, really, right. when's the first like really popular smartphone? Like 2004? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's way later. So, right. what did you actually scan with a QR code? Right. Was it like you had to carry around one of those little lasers that they like at the from the grocery store like to get UPCs? Like, what did you do? Like, was it just for cops? Like, what what could it have been? Like, I don't know. What Good. does QR stand for? Go. A uh, quality rigmarole. Ah. <laughs> Query uh, Robert. Just ask Robert. Query Robert would be a great search engine name. Like, ask Jeeves. <laughs> they should have just called it the Bob Code. They should have. It's the old Bob Code. <laughs> Listeners, we're going to need you to go on Twitter. Hashtag Bob Code. <laughs> I'm going to start then- following hashtag Bob Code so I know who's actually listening. To- <laughs> Do you think Bob Code is a thing? That's not a thing. Uh, That's like Bob's personal code. It's what he lives yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, the Bob code. The Bob code. Yeah, yeah. So that I think wraps up Tech Corner. I don't think I realize that's most. That's like half of all the things we have to talk yeah. about. Yeah, but you know, '94 was a big year for that, and all that yeah. stuff continues to this day. So yeah. great job, Big Tech. Well done. Who created Yahoo? Why isn't that a person's name we just have? Like, well, you know, most people could come up with who created, you know, yeah. Google and Amazon and Twitter and Facebook, but Yahoo. That should be somebody. Probably just some bozo, some Yahoo. <laughs> I should have seen that coming, and I didn't. That was for you. That was good. That was well done. (laughs) Oh, God. Was that not like a popular phrase back then? So, is it actually named after somebody who really liked you who but was trying to circumvent the like, (laughs) you know, rules? They didn't want to get sued. I thought it has the exclamation point. It's more of a, it's not a derogatory term, it is an exclamation. 
Make yourself comfortable. You are about to experience the next evolution in television. More choices, more control, more entertainment, all with Web TV Plus. Start with TV Home. As you change channels, you get the title and the time of the program you're watching so you know what's on even during commercial breaks. And with TV listings, you get a full day's programming schedule for your area. At any time, just push one button to watch your show full screen. Plus, now TV's even better because Web TV Plus introduces TV crossover links. Just click on the link to get more information on the World Wide Web about whatever you're watching. And Web TV Plus even adds the picture-in-picture -picture feature to your television. Web TV Plus gives you fast, easy access to the Internet. Explore, email, chat, shop, even check stats. All at a price you can afford. So, what do you think? <laughs> I'll take it. Don't wait. Call now for a free video and the Web TV Plus retailer nearest you. Web TV. Watch what's possible. Now, if we want to pivot hard to something that is very low-tech, uh, the bottled water Aquafina came out in 1994. <laughs> you know, someone once told me about Aquafina that it was made from, like, treated toilet water. And well, honestly, every time insane. I see it, I, no, I know, it's crazy. But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I should not drink that. Like, it was embedded in my brain. It was what's some, the, like, crazy urban myth. What's the one that's owned by Coca-Cola? Is that Dasani? Yes. Yeah. So yes. Aquafina is just its own thing? I assume Aquafina has to be owned by somebody. Probably. I, I, maybe it's Pepsi. Oh, maybe. That makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> well, it came out in 94. Yeah. I don't believe it's toilet water. Can we get sued because you just heard <laughs> urban myths about where this water came from? I'm not saying that it's toilet water. I, yeah, I don't think that's true. Like, this is when I was a kid. I heard that you, if you drank Mountain Dew, it would basically like destroy your genitals. Yes. <laughs> as a I man. remember that as well. That was always the story that a Mountain yeah. Dew was bad for your junk as a man. And I and I mean, I don't know if it was because of that necessarily, but I've literally not had Mountain Dew in probably 25 years. Well, like, I think it just getting... gets in your head and you just stop yeah. thinking about it. Like I Mountain haven't had Dew a Mountain also... Dew in so long. Mountain Dew is also really intense. It's like straight up chemicals. I mean, they all are, but like yeah. at least the, the others you can pretend are soda. Mountain Dew is nothing. Yeah. I don't know what Mountain Dew is. <laughs> That's true. But some people yeah. like then they rebranded themselves as somehow like an extreme sports drink. Yeah, there's still soda. So it's just like, I don't get what that yeah. is. But that but was Mountain have, Dew's path. Don't they have alcoholic Mountain Dew now? Isn't that? I, I think they do. Yeah. The pivot Mountain Dew's make? crazy. Yeah. They, they sell it in Taco Bell's as like flavor rush Mountain Dew yes. or whatever. And it's just nuts. You know, yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. I don't know about that. Yes. So. Yeah. But I had it in my head. The Aquafina was bad. For All years. Right. Same you know, thing. Well, this is what they, the world poisons you. It's just water. So one other thing that didn't come out in 1994, but was like launched to the U.S. in 1994 um, was the Wonder Bra, the company that created the Wonder Bra. Playtex, in... isn't it? No, no, no. It's a completely independent company. There is oh, they're just... not Playtex. It's like lingerie in Canada. It's some sort of lingerie company in Canada. There was a story that when the Wonder Bra relaunched in 1994, it was an ad of a supermodel whose name is going to escape me right now. But it was like a picture of her wearing a Wonder Bra and like looking at her her breasts. And that the the urban myth was that there were car accidents caused by it because. Oh, this was on was billboards? A, like, yeah, like a lusty uh, advertisement. Oh, lustyadvertisements.com. Yeah, they... <laughs> 
it's a website. It's a subsidiary of sex.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's no. a category if you go in, if you think fetishes that you're into. I'm interested in lusty advertisements, please. Yeah, Google lusty advertisements and that, you're not going to like what you come, <laughs> what you come back with. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the, the Wonder Bra was like, it started in Canada in the 30s. And then it sort of had several kind of resurgences in Canada and the UK. But it was really like launched to the US in 1994. And it was like the first of the major padded bras. Like that was the word you used when you talked about padded bras. Whereas now, like they all come from Victoria's Secret and that's, you know, I mean, you can get them from other, but like Victoria's Secret became kind of the name in lingerie and like women's undergarments that were every day, but very uncomfortable and meant to accentuate your figure in whatever way you wanted it to. But what was interesting is I was reading about the Wonder Bra and around the time that the Wonder Bra became really popular in the 60s in Canada, that was just when interest in girdles was going down. And I was oh. like, in the like, late 60s, women were still like, mm, but maybe a girdle. Girdles it's do seem like a really old world thing. Terrifying. I mean, yeah. they exist. I mean, that's basically what modern day spanks are. But at the same time, like women were like, we want something that is less uncomfortable, like the the girdles with like the bone in them, and like yeah, yeah, like yeah, really like corsets. Yeah, um, yeah. But then women pivoted to be focused on bras, and the Wonder Bra was really like right there in Canada. And then it wasn't until the 90, 94 really that it launched, you know, in a major way in the U.S. and was pretty prominent in the padded bra circle of yeah. uh, the consumer environment. Nice. Yeah. If you had had to, if you would ask me to like name types of bras or whatever brands, I wouldn't have come up with much of anything besides wonder bra. That's it's like, it's just like kind of a default. It's like Kleenex, you know, it's just yeah. kind of like, well, this is what it is, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, women did a lot of crazy things to try and accentuate their figures. Maybe for a period of time, I wore a bra that was filled with water learn the hard way that I, they don't I always do. stay intact. I, I, can I tell the story? I was once working at my cashier job at Kmart and my water bra popped on one side. And so my, my entire like shirt was covered in the saline solution. It was really pretty horrifying. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, I don't know what to do about this. Mm. So I uh, went to my boss and I was like, I'm sick. I need to go home. <laughs> Cause I didn't know my parents were actually happened to be in the store at the time. And I had to call them over and be like, my water bra just popped. I have to go home. It was very awkward. I also like the idea that your parents just happened to be there. Like, yes. your parents, come on. Like, there's like four stores where you grew up. The odds were they were going to be there, right? <laughs> That's so, true. That's true. They were there most of the time. Nice. Nice. Like, I think to this day, if we had to find your dad, we'd just go to the dollar store. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 I do also recall this one time we went to a baseball game and you wore a bra filled with wine. Oh, no. It wasn't even wine. It was fireball. But yes. Yes. <laughs> That was, but it's a wine that, bra. It's not described it, it as a, a whiskey bra, right? Was, they didn't call it a fireball bra. The yeah. hard thing about that is the connection between the two sides was not very robust. And so whatever side had the tube, that side depleted very quickly. And then yeah. the other side was just still full and you had to like try and push it over. Did it, Oh, did um, it Did it just connect through the middle or did it didn't also connect around the back? No, no, just through the middle. It was only oh. in the front, as I recall it. Ah. Um, also very uncomfortable because it's like against your skin. I mean, it had like a cloth covering, but yeah. yeah. The, the the I would say by the end, the fireball was quite warm. I would imagine. It's not and not designed for something like, well, I don't know. No. Actually, I guess it is designed for that. But, <laughs> That's you know. exactly what it's designed for. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Weird. So I'll, I, in a similar, similar-ish 
as far as when things were released, not in a, you know, it was made to make your figure better because it clearly was not. Yes. But in 1994, the original Sony PlayStation was released in Japan. Now, it didn't come out in America, I believe, until 1995 or later. I didn't have I had a PlayStation, but I didn't have it until I think I was in college. So it was or well, close to it. Ninety seven, maybe. But the first one came out in ninety four. And this was a huge jump up from all of these systems that had existed up to that point, the Sega Genesis and the uh, Super uh, Nintendo and things like that. Similarly, the years don't quite line up. It clearly wasn't a 95 thing in America, but it was created essentially in 94. And I mean, I'm not a real video game aficionado in this way that I could point to where advancements were made in, you know, graphics or gameplay or anything like that. But the PlayStation is so different from everything that came before it. I don't think you can make a real direct line from all the modern systems to that system. But I think you could probably do that with each successive system as well. Yeah, like right. I think that, you know, just all the right. leaps that were made, it, every system is better than the one before it, basically. Well, so the games for the PlayStation and for the Sega were on discs, right? Like CDs, right? No, uh, the Genesis uses used cartridges. Oh, really? Yeah. They weren't exactly like the Super Nintendo cartridges. But they were similar. There was a top loading cartridge system. It wasn't that crazy Nintendo system, the original Nintendo where you'd put it yeah. in and push it down. Yeah. Yeah. The, the PlayStation might have, if it wasn't the first one, it might have been one of the first ones that used discs. I think the Sega yep. Dreamcast used discs. Uh, yeah. And that was around the same time. Yeah. And then what was the Nintendo system right after the Super Nintendo? Was it the 64? The 64, which still used cartridges. That used cartridges? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. The first the game, it was the GameCube that used the GameCube this. was the first one. Yeah. So yeah. I wondered if that was what made it the graphics so much better because like I remember oh. playing on the Sega Genesis and like you know the Sonic was comparable yeah. to the Nintendo sixty four, but the PlayStation was like significantly better. Yeah. That yeah. The PlayStation was like really. I mean, I think it was just that they it had all those like cutscenes that like looked that were like actual videos mm-hmm. and they weren't perfect. I mean, you got to realize at this point they didn't even have DVDs, so like yeah. you know graphics wise it wasn't great but it was still a huge improvement over stuff that you could get on discs that were just like those yeah. kind of pixelated if they tried to do a video like an actual yeah. filmed video of something it was all it never looked great it was always kind of pixelated so could you actually compare it to like a cd-rom game or like a computer yeah. game yeah, yeah it was like a cd-rom game interesting like, i had so the sega cd was the next system i had after the genesis i didn't have yeah. i never had a super nintendo so when i had the genesis probably i don't know 90 394 something like that and then the genesis actually hooked into this bigger system which was the sega cd which did use which used discs it was used cd discs and that was my cd player primarily as as in this era i didn't have a cd player i played cds on that thing and used it for that way more than for the the four games i had that were okay i mean again it still had a the kind of interface was a lot like genesis games like they it wasn't rapidly different but you know, it was still the graphics were better and it was still sort of cool. So yeah. that was that was what I did. But I was the only person I knew who had a Sega CD that it was not something that lasted. And I only got it because I already had the Genesis and I it just kind of hooked on to it sort of or it, it, they connected somehow oh. and that made it simple. But then the, I didn't have another system until I had the PlayStation one, probably again, probably probably 97. Interesting. I think relatedly, I think I was the only person I ever knew to have a Nintendo GameCube. I think that's true. You're the only person I know who had a GameCube. But I didn't, again, I didn't hang out with a lot of real gamer types. Like, so I almost think that if you're really into video games, like you might just, you know, you get all of these systems, especially yeah. like we would buy some systems after the fact, right? Like we got yeah. an Xbox yeah, yeah. One after we had already met. Oh, and yeah. Was, I, I, I wasn't right then either. Like, I feel no. like we got that in 2005 or 2006. 
Uh, I got a PlayStation 2. That might have been when I met you, too. Did I already have the PlayStation 2 when I met you? I don't think so. So I think that was down. That was, again, 2004, 2005. So, you know, these are down the road things. So, like, we would do that because they would be cheaper. And I don't really care about games that much. So, like, new graphics or new whatever didn't really matter to me. Yeah. You know, I was still living in the era of just the PlayStation 1. And then the 2 played the games for the 1. So I was like, oh, well, good. Yeah. This will will work out. So I believe we still have a, like plastic container filled with PlayStation one games here in the apartment. Yeah. It's in 2021. I believe. Yeah. I don't think that ever those discs ever got together. The PlayStation two games are all like in a a sleeve, like an old CD carrier sleeve. Yes. And I don't think the PlayStation one games got to that, but I still have them. I loved some of those games. Like I still hang on to that. Like I still think every once in a while, if I have like a whole day, like I should get out metal gear solid and just see if I can still do it. (laughs) Metal gear. It can't be. See if it still works for me, you know. <laughs> I remember I had a wrestling game. This is stupid, but the PlayStation I think it was PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 had these like wrestling games where you could you could, you know, make your own characters, make like your own avatar characters. And like you could, you know, it had it was that era, so it had Steve Austin and The Rock and everybody. Yeah. Like that. But I remember I made a wrestler who looked like my dad and like my dad was like a bodybuilder. My dad was big. So like and it looked just like it, it was great. He had like he had gray hair and he had an eye patch. And he would, and a mustache. It was amazing. Like, and he would like, I could, and like you play with them, you could build them up. And he was like this by the end, like by the time I was really doing it, he would just massacre people. It was incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. My Roscoe character was just the best. <laughs> I was a big, it was, I was a big fan. I wonder if I like that had those little cartridges that had your like yeah. memory. It was, there was no built in memory. You had to use the little, the little sticks. Yeah. I wonder if I still have that somewhere because that was that was awesome. You should find that. That is fantastic. It was like WWF Raw or or SmackDown. It was one of those games. (laughs) It was just the best. Yeah, so definitely not as good as the me Roscoe that I remember that just had the yellow glasses. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Nintendo Wii. You can make the little me's. We had the Roscoe with the glasses. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why my dad was just such a cartoon. He could just sort of apply himself to these things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real ass kicking cartoon. (laughs) Great times. Great times. So there's no great pivot, but things that came out, big success, still successful to this day. If I had asked you before we looked this up, or, or maybe we didn't really talk about it this much, how do you think the channel works? How do you think the channel operates as a system at all? Are you looking for an evaluation or? No, uh, like, like physically, how does the channel oh. actually function? I was always under the impression it was just a tunnel you could drive through. Yes. Same. Yeah. yeah. That is apparently not the case. Now, what? again, we've been to England and to France. Yeah. But I don't know where the channel exactly goes. Yeah. Like, I don't. The you've channel, never gone through pick, the channel. No, it, it picks up at the very south of England, I assume. Yes. I don't think it goes into the country. No. And it doesn't go to Paris. I think it's, it just goes across the water. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently the channel is just like a train. And that's it. Like, there's no, you can't drive through the channel. I just assumed that because I think of like tunnels like. The Lincoln Tunnel yeah. or or the, the tunnel, the Lehigh Tunnel, where you're going, you're driving through it. Yeah, tunnel. yeah. But no, apparently that's not how it is. There's like a, a tunnel, a one-way tunnel one way and one the other way that for the trains. And then I think there's like an, like an access tunnel of some sort. Oh, so you can drive through it. It's a train through it? It's a train. And maybe I don't maybe you can put your car on the train somehow. <laughs> I looked this up once, not not for this episode. I looked this up another time and I was just amazed to find this out because I always assumed it was a tunnel you could drive through. But I guess it's just because it's underwater and all, and it's so, it's such a complicated engineering yeah. feat that they can't risk to have accidents and stuff down there because it would be so oh, hard. So they just, it's sense. just a train system. That's pretty logical, actually. I had no idea. But I did not know that. I thought no. you could drive through the channel. 
I thought so too. I always imagined that. Like you would go and you could just yeah. drive. Yeah. But you must be able to take your car because I think that's part of the point, right? Like I guess so, but that seems like then really complicated. Like, yeah, does it work it as a passenger train that also can carry cars like it's a ferry? But I've yeah. never really understood like car ferries either. That also seems like a really a big endeavor, a really complicated thing. So yeah. But I guess yeah. you can. I mean, I guess you could put cars on ferries. Yeah. I've never I, I, this sounds like if you live near a ferry that do this, this must be just the most obvious thing. Well, obviously you yeah. can put your car on the ferry. But I this just seems like a magical other thing to me. Yeah, no, I think you drive onto it like a parking lot and you park. Right. And then Yeah. Right and over. so I guess it must be the same thing with uh mm. with the channel. It's interesting. I don't know. I do not know. We should ask somebody. We should. Yeah. Listeners, have you <laughs> no. been on the channel? You know oh. people who live in England. We should ask Oh, them. I do. We should find out if they've ever been on the channel and if they know. That's a that's a fair point. I can do that. Yeah. Weirdly, we do get a couple listens to every episode from someone in England. Oh. Yeah. So if you were that person and you're hearing yeah. this episode, it happened one year at gmail.com. Explain to us how the channel works. Yeah. Someone please tell us. Yeah. Because I'm curious. I, I've looked this stuff up and I clearly did not look up enough. I get that we could probably Google this, but we want to hear from you. Listeners. We want to hear from you individually. I don't want to like have to look up a YouTube video of what it's like on the channel. So. Also, one person in England who listens, let us know. Yeah. Uh, and also, Pip Pip. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stupid. Hello, Governor. Yeah, terrible. One uh, of your five impressions. Okay. So as far as transportation is concerned, if you want to lump it in with the channel, the actual device did not uh, gain wide usage until I believe 2001. But the first patent for the Segway, 1994. Oh, the dumbest thing. Am I, am I wrong that the guy who created the Segway died on a Segway? Is that not true? I mean, I think you told me that, but I'm going to say that it's true. I think that's actually, like, I know I heard that story, but I'm pretty sure it's actually true that I thought it was like the Segway malfunctioned and he like fell off a bridge or something. Yeah. Like it was something, some, cat some catastrophe. And yet we still use those things. Yeah. Which seems I mean, crazy. They're for tours. Nobody uses them, but you know. Is it the person who has the patent? Like, does is it was it that guy? I assume it was the guy who created it. So it'd probably be the patent guy. Yeah. yeah. This should actually be pretty easy to look up. We probably should have done that. Yep. Yeah. Who We're doing a lot of that this, this episode? We're like, yeah. mm. who invented the Segway? Guy named Dean Kamen. He is still alive. <laughs> so not him. So it's not him. Is it maybe it's not the guy who invented it? Who else would it be? I don't think you can just Google who died on a Segway. Yeah, no. Oh, I think it was somebody who just worked at Segway. <laughs> they describe him as Segway boss. Oh, I had the story right, but I just had the wrong person. A millionaire bil businessman who fell from a cliff while riding his Segway scooter probably died after trying to make way for a dog walker. That's a weird mad libs of a sentence. <laughs> um, he was the boss of the Segway company. But he was missed just in the business end. He wasn't somebody who actually, yeah, like created the Segway. Jim Heseldon. He led a British takeover of the U.S.-based Segway company. So it's like a parent company that bought the Segway company. Ah. Um, so the Segway company existed. A British company tried to buy it or did buy it, and the CEO, I guess, of that company died on a Segway. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. He, they took over the company in 2009, and then in 2010, yeah. he died falling off a Segway. Ah, uh. I don't know. Is it sad? I think it's kind of funny. Like I think, thing, I mean, I'm <laughs> look at. I'm sorry. I just feel that it's kind of amusing <laughs> when it's, it's something like a product like that 
where you know it's inherently got some like design issues where like yeah. well, if you use this wrong you're gonna die and then they die i don't know because they must have been promoting it as a safe way of travel and the guy who's doing that dies from it i don't know well i mean i think that would be a better turn of events if people then had to stop using segways but we see people on segway tours all the freaking time that's true all the time but, but that's all they're for like nobody uses them for transportation nobody's yeah. taking the segway to work i mean it sounds like his issue is that he tried to go backwards on a segway which i don't think you could do is that true i mean it said he was reversing a for a dog walker out of courtesy well i wonder if he swerved or something and then that was that was that i feel like i've seen people go backwards on segways really i don't know i don't know i just think it's funny like i don't know he like was running the company and then this is what killed him i would almost be like if you know if george ferris died on a ferris wheel i think that'd be funny like it's a great story for all times. Good job, Judge. That's dark, my friend. I'm That's sorry. Dark. You know what? We took a weird pivot. We uh, <laughs> things went things went in a weird direction. I didn't I didn't mean to laugh at that guy's failure. But it's like, do you remember there used to be a calendar that I think was based on a book was the Darwin Awards? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just like funny ways that people died. Mm-hmm. I, that connected with me. That meant a lot to me. I thought that was something. And I think that the Segway guy would be the first story if they made a new book, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that just would be right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's true. Um, all right. Well, RIP. Jim yeah, no, it's a shame. Hezelden. R- rest in power, King. <laughs> you did great. Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up was something we actually have brought up before, but still going strong. The United Center here in Chicago opened in 1994. Yes. And yes. I realized we talked about this in the basketball episode, and we've talked about when we're going to talk about it again, which could still come up. But yep. it was the largest indoor stadium in the world when it was completed. I don't know if it's still true, but it was at the time. 1994. Yeah. Here in the big town. So what's the best thing you've ever seen at the United Center? Oh, man. Uh, we've seen a lot of stuff at the United Center. Yeah. Um, I, it probably wasn't a sporting event because I'm trying to think of like a great Bulls game we saw. And we were not we haven't been living here during a great era for the Bulls. Well, so, so we did. We did see an epic like triple overtime playoff game. We did. They were That's playing the Celtics the like yeah. 10 or 11 years ago. And it was and a, I think that, that was a that great game. game. They did yeah. win. Yeah, that was that was a very exciting basketball game. I don't know yeah. that it goes down in the annals of history for either team because they yeah. both are so storied, but that yeah. was a good game. Yeah, uh, we saw a couple Blackhawks games that were fine. Um, we saw a hat trick there. We saw but a hat trick. Oh, that, we saw, right. that's right. We saw because we I didn't know what a hat trick was. And someone got a hat trick in the game we're playing and everyone's throwing their hats on the ice. And I was like, what are people doing? That's right. That's right. Oh, I've, I, I have this somewhere. I can look this up. Because I remember even thinking at the time, like, I think we had to look up to see, like, well, how many hat tricks are there ever? Like, yeah. is, is this something that really happens that often? Oh, it was Victor Stahlberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, That's yeah, familiar. 2012. Yep. So, Victor Stahlberg's hat trick. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. But I would probably still say the who, right? <laughs> like, I still gravitate towards concerts. And we've seen some dumb concerts there. I, we saw Barry Manilow to bring <laughs> that, that up again dumb. on that the was podcast. great. <laughs> The Barry Manilow concert was amazing. We saw Lionel Richie with Mariah Carey. That's true. That's true. That was at the, that was at the, yeah, that was at the United States. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We saw a train open for somebody. (laughs) Was that, that was. Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates, I want to say. So that's something. Um, We saw Eddie Izzard there. Yeah. A long time ago, which was great. So good. We saw Sarah Bareilles there. I was going to bring that one up. That might be my favorite. That was, Even I think, though, before the pandemic, right? Before yeah, pandemic. it was the last concert we saw before the pan- pandemic. I'm obsessed with Cerebralis, but also they had literally covered the top uh, sections with sheets or something because yeah. nobody, it, she should not have been at the United Center. And so they like, you couldn't even, 
I mean, yeah. they just covered it up, but it was I, lovely. I feel like she was telling stories about the last time she played in Chicago at Shuba's, which is <laughs> yeah. like a bar. Like, but I think you can cram maybe 150 people, yeah. in there, 200 people in yeah. the Shuba's. So a, a few years before that, I almost bought tickets to see her at the Chicago theater, which is still pretty big, but not yeah. the United Center big. Yeah. 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 No, that's that yeah. venue is an awful big venue for, for yeah. that tour, but yeah. it was cool. It was a cool show. Yeah. We saw yeah. Michelle Obama there. We did. We did see Michelle Obama there getting interviewed by Oprah. Oprah. Not bad. Holy crap. I remember we bought the Michelle Obama tickets and we were like, oh, yeah, we should go. And then like two months later, they announced that Oprah was interviewing her. And we were like, yes, OK, this worked out quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I remember during that show at one point, she mentioned about everybody that was there and how nice it was to yeah. see everybody. And she's included like a shout out to the guys. Yeah. There weren't a ton of dudes there. And I think I was literally the only man in our section. Yeah. And like and all. All the women around us were like this guy. Yeah, people were like turning and pointing at me. I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm a guy and I'm here." So I was like, "I'm here to support." Sticking it, was it so up, great. It was so good. great. Oh. That's true. That was good. Um, yeah, we saw Paul Simon there. <gasps> Paul Simon was so great. That was there. I mean, oh, we I saw a lot of big that. concerts at the United yeah. Center. More, yeah. I would say, than almost anywhere else in Chicago, just because of the nature of the venue. We've yeah. seen a lot of stuff at the Chicago Theater, but. The United Center just yeah. l- lends itself to big concerts in the winter is really yeah. the key thing. <laughs> right. so, yeah. Right. So it works out oh, nice. Yeah. So I mean, great. the who, when we saw the who there, not to keep going down this road, we've seen the who a bunch of times, but when yeah. we saw the who there, there was this weird thing where Roger, it was only Roger and Pete. This was, it was recent. So Roger and Pete are the whole band and somebody had like sprayed perfume or something in one of the front rows. Do you remember that? No, that's what they were saying. It was something like that. Roger could smell something and he didn't think he could sing because something had gotten into his like lungs or into his throat. So he left and Pete sang my generation, which I've never heard done before. This was to me such a mind blowing thing because he, you know, he writes the songs. So this was such a like a monumental moment where like, oh, my God, Pete singing my generation. And it was great. I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. So (laughs) it was such a rare occurrence. And I would assume not something that gets done all that often that. That's that always sticks in my mind about that concert. Blew my mind. So, yeah, it was yeah. so crazy. I remember that. I didn't remember that that was why, but I remember that. He, yeah. They were saying something at the time that like he could smell something or there was something that was bothering him, bothering his throat. Yeah. And he le- he left the stage. And it was this weird moment because, again, they're the whole band. It's just the yeah. two guys and like they're backup musicians, but like they're up front. So yeah. he leaves and you're like, well, what even happens now? And Pete's like, I got this. And it's like late in the show. So it's time for my generation. <laughs> it was, it was exciting. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Weird. You know what? It was a weird moment. And this frankly has been a really weird episode. It's been a really weird episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I don't think the audience is going to get to hear everything that happened in the middle because we had, <laughs> we were losing transitions. And then I don't know that we were fighting, but like, there's a period where we're just like, I don't think this is any, are you mad at me? This isn't even any good. <laughs> It was when I got I got hung up on Dasani versus Aquafina and I just couldn't break out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just really had it was like time. a hole. It was like a spiral where you just kept ta- naming water brands and I'm just like, <laughs> we just move on. <laughs> is it some more water? I don't think this is anything. <laughs> you you literally described a palm bottle to me that makes like pomegranate juice. Like well, I don't understand what you're talking about. I did. It wasn't out in '94. <laughs> and then everybody turns off the podcast. They go back to listening to Joe Rogan talk about horse dewormers. <laughs> terrible uh, he's got covid oh yeah in case i don't know when this episode is going to be out but joe rogan is currently in the middle of horse deworming so i guess i hope he doesn't die i don't know i don't care about joe rogan so Preach. if you listen to that shit seriously 
just turn this off. <laughs> this is I mean, we're not I'm we're not operating sure. on the same level. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they would have stopped our who if they're listening listening to that, they would have stopped our podcast long ago. We have That's alluded true. to our politics more than once. The number of times you mentioned that you're recording wearing an Elizabeth Warren sweatshirt should have tipped everybody <laughs> off. Not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. Anyway, so that I think is the well covered, well publicized, sung. well sung. Oh. <laughs> the much appreciated greats of 1994. And I think that we've done an okay job covering these things. Questionable. Questionable. But if if this isn't called like the well-sung greats, I'm going to be very upset. It is not going to be. I've shifted from sung greats to well-sung greats. No. Maybe I'm going to call it the not unsung greats because it's got to be an opposite to the other episode. But sung greats just doesn't work. Well-sung greats. No. Nailed it. Sung greats sounds like someone's terrible greatest hits album. (laughs) But that just does not work. Here are Fleetwood Mac's Sung Greats. You know, like, <laughs> I don't think that's going to work as a podcast title. I don't think anybody's going to see that and understand what we're talking about. Disagree. So to go out, do you want to, do you want to name all the Blackhawks you can think of? Oh <laughs> I can't think God. of what's, what else is a good, what, what fits with what we've talked about? Do you want to name all the products on Amazon? <laughs> name the do product categories? Name videos on sex.com. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> Name potential websites that were around in the mid nineties that no longer are with us, except for sex.com. <laughs> the flying Dutchman.com. The Eiffel tower sex position.com. I'm sure the Eiffel tower.com is a thing. Oh, I guess it would be dot FR, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Uh, Don't go to Eiffel tower.com. No. Uh, um, dirty Sanchez.com. Oh my God. <laughs> the Cleveland Rusty Trombo.com. Oh, what? <laughs> We got too excited. Uh, yeah. RustyTrombone.com. Yes. The DubaiWaterslide.com. Is that a thing? Did you make that up? I don't think so. Uh, I'm just going to make things up. Oh, yeah. Just make things up. Yeah. The TheHappyPanzer.com. It's not a thing. <laughs> PandaInAblender.com. <laughs> SexGeronimo.com. <laughs> BiscuitsAndGravySexPosition.com. <laughs> Like all of these would have sex position at the end of it. Well, because otherwise. <laughs> Missionary sex position. This has been It Happened One Year. There's you know, it'd be, be great. Grandpa who's Give on us the a rating. The first time Give us a follow. We're everywhere. As something they want to look at. <laughs> How does the internet work? Is this going to show me? Ladieswithboobs.com. <laughs>